to What in the World Language Podcast. So today on the show, I do not have an interview to share with you. I will be sharing a few teacher takeaway stories from a conference I attended at the end of September. The conference was CI Midwest, located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So for me, the power of this conference can be seen in their mission statement, and it goes as such. The Comprehensible Midwest Conference empowers teachers to create joyful, personalized, effective, and equitable language acquisition through instruction based on comprehensible input. As a collaborative community, we safely support teachers to connect with each other and to teach in ways that respond to students' cultural and linguistic identities. So at CI Midwest, one could feel the connection between presenters and teachers. The beauty of this conference for me lie in its size. I didn't get the sense of being overwhelmed by too much to see and too much to do. There was there was time to chat, time to eat, reflect, and catch up with friends that you know we only see perhaps once a year. Um, the spaces that were created at CI Midwest were intentional. Um, after an amazing keynote by Alana. Filipescu titled Courage Over Doubt, where she shared a tear-jerking personal language journey story, where being called out to speak in her language class as a young lady had a negative impact that lasted for years to come. And in spite of that, she still became a phenomenal presenter, leader, and educator. She asked the audience a question how would you teach if your child were in your classroom? That's a critical question to reflect on and one that I've never personally really thought about. She also challenged us to have courage as language teachers. As the title of her keynote suggests, Alana stated that she is a shy, introverted person that has a fear of public speaking and how she chose courage in the face of doubt to become that excellent CI teacher and leader after years of explicit grammar instruction. The message is you can teach with CI strategies. You just have to choose courage over doubt. You don't have to be theatrical. You just have to be yourself and choose courage over doubt. Easier said than done, right? One thing that stood out to me at CI Midwest was the equity panel on Saturday afternoon. The panel included such quality presenters as John Cowart, Bob Patrick, Lori Clark, and La Sri Panawangsa. La, I hope I said that right. We all gathered around to listen to the panel discuss rigor, relationships, relevance, and realness. In spite of a few technical difficulties, the conversation was intimate and very engaging. I personally look forward to this happening again next year. There were a bunch of amazing presentations at this conference that had a focus on topics dear to me, such as equity and what that looks like in the language classroom. For example, there were sessions that held you know, help teachers to tap into student voice, sessions on how to engage culture in relevant and comprehensible ways, and equitable classroom management sessions, which are always very popular. So one of the presenters, Bob Patrick, led a session that was titled, Can You See 
who was walking on the room. And Bob was on this podcast a few months ago um, speaking about equity and white privilege. And this, this session really, really was powerful. He spoke on such issues as white privilege, adverse childhood experiences, and supporting our LGBTQ students. And what does that look like in the language classroom? During his session, he tackled tough topics with the experience and reflection of a seasoned and critically reflective teacher. Asking all of us, asking teachers, where are you in this journey of critical self-reflection as a teacher in the modern language classroom? How are your students reflected in the lessons you teach? How are they? Can you see who is walking in the room? And how are your students reflected in the lessons that you teach? That's one to ponder. Kelly Ferguson, another excellent presenter, led a session on cultural input where she discussed how teachers can engage their students through the cultural products, practices, and perspectives using comprehensible language instruction. Another presenter, Martha Yedinak, had a session titled Turn That Frown Upside Down, Channeling Positive Student Energy. Leslie Cronemeyer presented on Building Bridges and Making Connections through videos. These were just a few of the many amazing sessions that offered teachers a chance to connect with each other and to teach in ways that respond to students' cultural and linguistic identities, as stated in the conference mission statement. As I said, these were just a few of the amazing presenters. We had La Maestra Loca, we had Justin Slocum Bailey, and many, many more. So at this conference, I set up my podcasting equipment And anyone that wanted to share their conference experience was able to. The microphone was there, open, and I had a set of questions. They could either answer or just speak what was on their minds and hearts. Although I didn't get as many people as I had hoped, I want to thank the six people that decided to share their voices at this wonderful conference, share their takeaways, and a little insight into what they do and how their classrooms look. And I hope you enjoyed listening to their voices. And I hope to see you next year at CI Midwest 20. Enjoy. Lisa Krapp and I teach in Illinois and I have been teaching French for well I taught French for 15 years and I have taught Spanish for six years recently. Welcome to the show Lisa. Um, so what is one thing you will take back from this conference and use immediately in your classroom? So t- this morning I saw Alina Filipescu talk about teaching a world no- or a whole no- a novel to her whole class and that is something I do, but she talked about how she uses the novel and the events in the novel as a jumping off point for bringing up stories of inspiration and persistence and other human triumphs. And she also brings a personal bent to it, to the introduction of the novel and talks about how it connects to her story 
And in doing this, she is allowing the kids to really connect with that novel and to really explore their own vulnerabilities and maybe their own human triumphs and to just make an even more intense connection to the things that happen in her class. Amazing. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you. My name is Carlisle Greendeer. I am from Wisconsin. I've been teaching uh, for about nine years. I teach uh, indigenous language, Ho-Chunk. Uh, it's, it's from the Wisconsin Dells area. I teach in Wisconsin Dells High School and the Baraboo High School. Welcome to the show, Carlisle. Yeah. Thanks for having me. So um, what has inspired you to come to CI Midwest? You know, I've just been hungry for uh, just using CI techniques in the classroom. Uh, this, this conference, you know, it, it kind of gives you not only a boost and, you know, seeing different techniques and what, what's being used, but also it's, it's also kind of at the beginning of our school year for me too. So it's a nice jump off to kind of get the ball rolling again and get, get back into the flow and mm -hmm. hear the energy, feel the energy of the conference and the people and the presenters. So mm -hmm. that's, that's what really, uh, is, is a big reason why I came. Um, so far, even though we're early in the conference, is there anything that you feel like you're going to take back and apply in your classroom? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's more, uh, I have, I understand the gist of, of CI. Uh, I've been looking, I've been reading it, but one of the things I'm taking back right away uh, is to try to be as entertaining as possible, you know, mm -hmm. while, while I'm in the language, uh, to try to not only be compelling, but also entertaining as well. I think there's this, and there's a difference actually between them. So mm -hmm. uh, our, our language that we have is, uh, the culture is really embedded, embedded into it. We have a lot of stories in there. So there's a lot of um, compelling components about our language, but there's also funny. There's funny, there's entertaining, there's jokes, there's, there's a lot of good things that, uh, that need to be taught and brought out. So I, I really got um, some inspiration this morning right away, just kind of reminding myself to, ha to keep having fun with the language. So it, it just kind of reiterated, you know, what I was thinking, but it's kind of boosted me back up again. So, yeah. Amazing. Thank you for being on the show. Yep, thanks for having me. Maikate Rajra, Shina Mandinga, Hingaire. Ho-chunk Rajra, Shunk-chunk Skanga, Hingaire. So my name is Shina Mandin. My Ho-chunk name is Shunk-chunk Skang, and that's how my students address me in the classroom is using my Ho-chunk name. I have been teaching at Black River Falls High School now for about three years. Uh, before that, I was working in the Head Start, um, doing half-hour class every other day. And before that, I was actually at uh, an immersion daycare that we opened up in Wisconsin Dells. And I was doing that while um, working through my apprenticeship, which is a program that the nation uses to get people to learn the language and eventually teach. I'm from Black River Falls, Wisconsin. Okay, um, welcome to the show. Um, what is one thing that you will take back from this conference and use immediately in your classroom? So um, from the session I went to earlier today with Sarah Breckley, um, I wanna do the potato baby oh. activity. Um, that looks like fun. And uh, also alibi, um, it's where you have someone that's a criminal and everybody has to have an alibi and you've got one of the students interrogating the kids to figure out who's the criminal. Okay. And what is the other one you want to use? Maybe um, explain that one for the listeners. Oh, potato baby. So you have a potato and you give them to the kids and that's their baby. Mm -hmm. And uh, you circle around that and 
you talk about this potato baby that they have. So you do that for about 20 minutes or so. And then take them back, they go to grandma's or whatever. This is how she was explaining it. And uh, then you drop them. Awesome. <laughs> Just to get that reaction from the kids. Right, right, right. But it's a fun activity, and then especially for us, since we do or introductions in the Ho-Chunk One level, it's mm -hmm. perfect. Okay. Um, how's this conference um, helped you understand your students and make your classroom more equitable? So uh, we came to our first CI Midwest um, back about two years ago when it was in Ripon. And it really made me realize that you need to have this community in the classroom uh, so that they don't put up that effective filter mm -hmm. and that they want to learn it. And you've got to keep it interesting and keep it going, especially since we're on a block schedule. Mm -hmm. Those block schedules are tough. Yes, so it's 78 minutes, so you got to keep them engaged that whole time. And this is the best way to do it. Amazing. Thank you for being on the show. Hello, my name is Laura Metko. I teach in Wisconsin. I've been teaching for 30 years. I'm currently a Spanish one and two teacher. I attended CI Midwest last year. This is, I'm only in my third year of teaching with comprehensible input. Mm -hmm. So after attending CI Midwest last year, I started mm -hmm. to really incorporate comprehensible input in my classroom throughout the textbook. Mm -hmm. And a funny thing happened after I got back from Seattle Midwest. I was on lunch duty, and a student with intellectual disabilities came up to me and started pretending to speak Spanish. Mm -hmm. And this happened several times. Every time she saw me, she knew I was the Spanish teacher. She would pretend to speak Spanish to me. And some of her phonemes sounded remarkably Spanish-like. Mm. So I talked to her caseworker and said, wouldn't it be great if she could just sit in on some Spanish level one sessions mm -hmm. now that we're teaching with comprehensible input? I think she would enjoy it. It's mm. fun. We act things out. And let's just see if she picks anything up. Mm -hmm. Well, she slowly started to produce some Spanish, and I was floored. Mm. So I talked to her caseworker. I said, you know what, next year, we just have to really put her into the class. Mm -hmm. And roll her. Right, because mm -hmm. she just dabbled two or three days a week at first. So this year, she is in level one as a student, and I'm just jaw-dropping floored right. by what she is doing. Mm -hmm. I have to make modifications, of course, mm -hmm. but she is really picking up. She's independently using Spanish. We did an activity where the class was going outside for a brain break, and she it, it's harder for her to take the steps. She has to take them one at a time, so mm -hmm. we were a little slow. I said, oh, we need to hurry to catch up with the rest of the class. And she said, ay, caramba, corre, corre, corre. That's beautiful. <laughs> I know, I just, I, I get goosebumps. I'm almost in tears. And you know, this never would have happened teaching the way I used to teach if I had not learned about comprehensible input and all the different techniques I'm picking up here at CI Midwest. This student... I don't believe she's ever been mainstreamed in a class before. And I really believe I'll be able to 
keep her all year in class. She's loving it. Amazing. What are some of the tools that you've got you've gotten from CI Midwest that you like and use in your class? What are some of the things that you've taken away? Wow, there's just so much. So many to choose yes. from. Picture talks, movie talks, readers theater, um, having an FVR library. Mine mm-hmm. has all been ordered and it is on the way. On the I way. cannot wait to start. Whoop, whoop. What is uh, <laughs> what is some of her favorite activities? Well, she really loved it last year when we talked about monsters. Mm. She is obsessed with horror movies and she likes to make things with ojos, horror Ojos Orosos or oh, Ojos yeah. Mysteriosos. Mm-hmm. She just loves to draw characters with those ojos. Mm. <laughs> have you done, have you tried one word images perhaps and have her be involved with those? Do you know what one I, word images are? Yes, I yeah. have. I have tried one word images. And we did a one word image off of a character that she was drawing last year from a movie she watched. And you know what, right now I can't remember the name of this character. I had never heard of this movie before but it was this character she liked so and that's that's engaging that's bringing her voice into that what, into that lesson what else happened is that when she first started coming to this to our classroom the other students didn't know how to react mm-hmm. to her she had never been in any of their classes before so having her character that she loved to be part of this one word image story Mm -hmm. made the other kids connect with her. Mm -hmm. They liked her story. They saw one of her interests and they got to know her better. And now they see her in the hall and they're like, Ola, and she says, Ola, and it's just, it's precious. That's a beautiful story. Thank you for being on the show. Hola, buenas tardes. Me llamo Marta Ruiz Yedinac y soy maestra de español en Wisconsin en la preparatoria de Ripen. Um, enseño español, grados uh, de 9 a 12, niveles 2, 3 y 4. Uh, hello, my name is Marta Ruiz Yedinac and I am a Spanish teacher in Ripen High School. I teach uh, high school students from 9th to 12th um, year. Welcome to the show, Marta. Thank you. So you've mentioned that you have used a textbook for seven years and have transitioned from that textbook to teaching with comprehensible input. Tell us the how and why you made that leap from textbook to comprehensible input. Yeah, this is um, a very interesting story, I believe, because um, I, w- I didn't get any flyers. I didn't get any colleague that told me anything. I was a fairly successful teacher. Uh, teaching traditionally. I had gotten a few awards and everybody was saying how great my students were, great, getting uh, wonderful grades and having a blast in my classroom. And I did have a blast too, but then um, all of a sudden the last two, three years of those seven, I realized that I was, I was losing passion. And mm. I didn't know why, because I enjoyed being in the classroom, enjoyed being with the kids, but I was already thinking, what would I do if I wasn't teaching? If I weren't teaching, what would I do? Mm. Maybe I can go this. And I was looking for other jobs because I was not as enthusiastic anymore. And I didn't understand why until that summer I came back uh, for school after the summer break. And then uh, I tried to speak to them and they're like, what? (laughs) Forgot everything. Mm. And well, uh, I realized that it was 
the lack of results mm -hmm. that made me lose all my passion. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I always felt like a fake when mm -hmm. I was getting an award or a recognition. I felt embarrassed of receiving it. Mm -hmm. And I never understood why. Well, that's why, because you're giving me an award, but my kids don't understand my anything. My kids aren't speaking the language. Or understanding it, anything. So then I went online and then I was looking for other ways. And then I found that uh, the TPRS National Conference in Las Vegas was going to happen. Mm. So I went and then never looked back. Never looked back. Changed my life, plain Ray. Yep. How long and, have you been uh, teaching with CI? This is my eighth year now. Eighth year. And you feel a lot better and you didn't quit. No, I did not. It was, and going back to what Alina said today in the keynote speaking part, mm -hmm. it's true. It's very scary. There's no such thing as a natural. Right. You know, we, we all need to learn and, and suffer through it. And, but it's worth it. I wanted it so bad. And I, and I knew that I had to go through that painful stage for my students to to feel successful. It's like I want them to feel mm -hmm. what I feel or what I felt when I could communicate in English. He said, and you know it, it's a feeling that you can't explain. Exactly. You just have it. And I want them to have it. You have to experience it. Exactly. And now it's, it's a dream come true. I have students that are completely fluent. Of course, you know what that means. It's not I'm not saying they're like right. native speaker like. But they can communicate. They can communicate fluently. They score very high in AP tests, um, et cetera. So, uh, yeah, Beautiful. Um, it's, it's a dream. So, yeah. Beautiful. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Hola, mi nombre es Mónica Romero Cortés y soy profesora de, de español. Eh, trabajo en Oakdale, en el distrito um, 622. Estoy en Oakdale, en Minnesota. Estoy dando clase eh, um, a octavo grado de español 1. Hi, my name is Mónica Romero. I'm a Spanish teacher in uh, Oakdale, Minnesota, district 622, and I'm teaching Spanish 1 at 8th grader. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So we're going to talk a little bit about how you made the leap from textbook to comprehensible input. So give us the how and the why you made that change. Okay. So the how, um, I was very fortunate to work with uh, Graham Boulanger. He was a teacher in my district too. So the how was after being in his classroom, observing uh, how he was teaching, and um, he actually, at the end of the day, showed me some free rights that his student will be able to do in mm -hmm. Spanish one. Mm. And when I saw that, I say, holy cow, this is not what my students at level three, because I was teaching high school at that time, can write, and this is just Spanish one. What do you do? And actually, I saw what he did, because I was observing him, so I just wanted to learn more, and, and that was the beginning of the story. And since then, I've That's been just good. training and going mm. to conferences, and now I'm also part um, with Marta and the rest of the CI crew and here, and it's just a passion. That's a great inspiration, looking at Grant's results. Yes, he that's is like, an inspiration he's, for sure. He's one of the best. Yes. So that's the how. So how is it looking in your class now? What What have you noticed from going going from textbook to comprehensible input? Sure. Strategies. Um, couple of things. Um, engagement is higher mm. uh, in the classroom. You don't get kids who are bored. 
um, they come to class and they want to be there because they're having fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get, and I'm having fun too, because I don't have to text to, uh, uh, to teach to a textbook with topics that are boring, like transportation. Cares <laughs> about how to say and then in Spanish or whatever. Right. So I can talk to the kids about um, what they like, their hobbies, their interests, mm-hmm. and make the uh, classroom all personalized. And it's, it's just a joy in the classroom. So it's. What is one of your favorite CI strategies? What do you like to do? Uh, one word image. Oh, that's fun. We just did one um, last week, and actually the, the kids are now with that visco. You know what that visco thing is? Yes. Um, so one of the, the object of one of our story was a Hydro Flash bottle, and they just um, created the character. It was a giant one, pink color, and it was in jail, and it was unhappy, and it was just crazy. Wow. And uh, this is week three in Spanish, three, in Spanish one. So, so they were able to, you were able to get that story out of them. Yes. They about were a topic that is, that is a, it's a hot topic now. And compelling yeah, to them and, yeah. and they like it and yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well. It makes a difference for sure. And how long have you been using CI strategies? Around six years. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. And I will never go back to textbook. I always tell Grant, I, I mean, no offense, nothing bad about it, but I'd rather go to surf in a restaurant than having to teach again with a textbook. Absolutely. Yeah. Once you go CI, you can never go back. Never. Absolutely. Well, thank you for being on the show. You're welcome.